Chapter 14 How to Introduce a Man to Christ In the conversion of Nathaniel, we have a good illustration of the principles involved in leading a person to Christ. 1. Every believer has a message to the world. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. John chapter 1 verse 45. Philip did not talk about himself, but about Jesus. That is what we should do. That is what we are called into the kingdom for, to talk about the king. The world is prejudiced against Jesus Christ. Sin has blinded their vision, and they do not see him as he is. They think he is unreasonable and exacting, and they see no beauty in him that they should desire. Our business is to reveal the beauty of the Son of God, so they will feel their need for him. When Old Bull, the great musician, visited this country, he found an old friend from his boyhood in Philadelphia, John Erickson, the great shipbuilder. They had a delightful interview, and as he was leaving, Old Bull handed out some tickets to a concert and invited his friend to come and hear him. Erickson declined, and when pressed for his reason, frankly confessed that music was torture to him and begged to be excused. Of course, nothing more could be said, but Old Bull decided to compel his friend to hear him somehow. A few days later, he appeared at Erickson's office with his violin and asked Erickson if he had any skillful mechanics. He said he had an accident with his violin and needed a little help. Erickson touched a button, and when a man appeared, he asked him to send Mr. B to the office. When Mr. B presented himself, Erickson told Old Bull to explain to him what he wanted done. In a few minutes, the man returned with the repairs made. The great musician took the violin, drew his bow across it a few times to see if it was in tune, and then glided into one of those matchless melodies that only Old Bull could evoke from an instrument. Instantly, every clerk in the office dropped their pens. Erickson lay down his paper and began to listen and all the men in the factory gathered around the open door. There they stood spellbound for twenty minutes until the music ceased. When he laid down his bow, Erickson cried out, Go on, go on, my friend. I never knew before that I had a capacity for music. The poor sinful world has the same idea about Jesus that Erickson had about music. They think they do not need Jesus and should not enjoy him. You and I know better and it is our business to interpret the needs of their hearts, portray the beauty and sweetness of Christ's character, and make them hungry for him. Every believer has a message to the world, and the better he knows Christ, the stronger his message will be. 2. Every believer, in bearing his message to the world, is sure to meet with controversial inquiry. Nathaniel said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? John chapter 1, verse 46. There was only one word in Philip's testimony that one could find fault with, and that was the word Nazareth. Nathaniel, good man as he was, could not avoid the temptation to criticize, and he seized the opportunity immediately. Nazareth, he said, the most disreputable town in all Galilee. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Human nature is bound to find fault with God's message. When Jesus spoke to Nicodemus about the new birth, he inquired haughtily how a man could be born when he was old. When he told the young lawyer that he must love his neighbor, he was willing to justify himself and ask, 
who is my neighbor? When Jesus spoke to the Sadducees about the resurrection, they brought up the old story about a man with seven wives and wanted to know who would be first in the kingdom. It was just this way in the Master's day, and it will always be the same. Human nature is bound to excuse itself, even if it has to blame others. If you study these excuses carefully, I think you will find they are all included in three classes. A. Objections relating to the Bible or the doctrines it teaches, such as the inspiration of the Scriptures, the Trinity, the Atonement, the doctrines of forgiveness, etc. B. Objections based upon the inconsistencies of Christians. C. Objections that relate to themselves in some way, such as, I am not very bad, I am afraid that I cannot hold out, sometime, but not now. 3. Every believer in meeting the world's objections has a sufficient answer. Philip said to him, Come and see. John chapter 1 verse 46. If you study this subject, you will see what a complete answer this is to any possible objection. Suppose that one is uncertain about the authority of the Scriptures. Let him come and see. That is, come to Jesus and see what he thinks about the question, and his opinion ought to be final. He evidently regards the Pentateuch as the work of Moses and the various chapters of Isaiah, which he quotes as the word of God through his servant Isaiah, and Jonah as a real character who had an experience such as is attributed to him by the record bearing his name. If one doubts the possibility of forgiveness, let him come and see. Let him kneel down and confess his sins, and he can demonstrate the thing in a very short time. If he insists that he is not very bad, let him come to Jesus Christ and see. Let him line up alongside the spotless Son of God and see whether or not he is bad. If he is doubtful about holding out, let him see what the Savior thinks about the matter, for he alone must do the saving. He finds at once that Jesus not only thinks that he can save him, but that he actually guarantees to save everyone who commits the keeping of his soul to him. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25, Jude verse 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. 4. As soon as the believer begins to bear his message to the world, Jesus draws near. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. John chapter 1 verse 47. Let us never forget that as soon as we begin to speak to a sinner, a third party draws near, and he does not make a crowd either. This third party is invisible, but he makes himself heard, illuminating our feeble words to make them mighty to the pulling down of the strongholds of sin. I will give you utterance and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. Luke chapter 21 verse 15. 5. As soon as a sinner begins to talk with Jesus, the light begins to come. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. John chapter 1 verse 49. By all means, get an inquirer on his knees as soon as possible. He can see many things there which he cannot see standing. If he is not accustomed to praying, and most people are not, ask him to follow you sentence by sentence as you lead him in prayer. In this way, you will be sure that he confesses his sins and invites Christ to come into his heart and take possession of his life. You can also pledge him to daily prayer, the confession of Christ to the world, and anything else that may seem best. 
When you rise from your knees, question him and see if he knows that he is saved. Do not leave him until he is assured of it, not because he feels happy, but because God's word assures him of his salvation.